everyone. Welcome back to the Voices in Japan podcast. So, Burke and I have another fun chat about schools in Japan. So, what we really found interesting from our experience of teaching in Japanese schools was the school lunches and basically how awesome they were. Another thing we talk about is how busy Japanese students are. They go to school, they practice in their school clubs, then they go to cram school, and after that, they go home and do their homework. And they do that five days a week. Some schools they do it six days a week. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So they're just like regular working people. Anyways, it's an interesting topic, so I hope you enjoy it. On with the show. Each, knee, sang. Welcome back, everyone. Today we are talking about an interesting topic, which is、uh, schools in Japan. So, this could be interesting for people who maybe want to move here and have,、uh, have children here and their children going through the, the school system in Japan, which is very different from back in England, back in America. What should we start off with? Yeah, actually, maybe we should just give a quick rundown of where we've worked at. So, I worked at obviously a language school coming over here, one of the major four, three or four they have here,、uh, the language schools. And then I did JET program, Japan English, what's it called? Teaching program? I don't even know what JET stands Japan for. In- yeah, Japan English. But it's supposed to be a cultural <laughs> exchange yeah, program. Yeah,、oh, Japan、right? exchange teaching. <laughs> But it's、Anyways. teaching in junior high and high schools. Yeah,、right? the ALT. Being on the JET program.、Teacher. Yeah, so I did that for three years. And during that time, I taught at、uh, elementary school, junior high school, and one high school for a, a while. Yeah, so, and then also, though, I went to、uh, Japanese university for half a year as a research student. And now I have a young daughter in、uh, nursery school. So I've hit every level of the Japanese program except for, I guess,、uh, kindergarten. I'm pretty much the same. I haven't hit kindergarten, but、um, I taught in elementary school, junior high school, high school, and taught at university. So I've experienced pretty much the full range too. Just、uh, real quickly, can I ask you、uh, which level did you think you enjoyed the most? The most fun would probably be maybe high school because、uh, the students that are a bit more mature that you can kind of joke around with, especially like the boys, like、uh, the boys in like the, the baseball club or the football team, you know, they're like, they're like lads. So. I can joke around with them. Whereas if it's younger, like in elementary school, they're almost too young to kind of joke around with on a, on a mature level. You're yeah, just they, like playing <laughs> with them, you know, like I'm <laughs>、yeah, not very good at playing with kids, I think. Okay. See, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed high school too for the same reasons you were talking about.、Uh, but actually, I really enjoyed the elementary schools and, and specifically like third grade seems to be like the perfect age. Third grade elementary school. I mean, that's when they're like, Really cute, 
like yeah, really cute exactly. kids, innocent. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that is the good point. They are yeah. a bit more pure then. Yeah, they're they're like really fun and they're uh, really playful. When they start to get over older than that, they start to get like older. Uh, just within the schools, they kind of have to play too cool for school. Type yeah, more attitude. cynical as well. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're younger than that, they're almost like just a lot of work because they're just like straight up kids. But like that third grade seems to be like the sweet, sweet spot. I think you're right. Cause when they get to like fifth and sixth grade, that's when they start to really become quiet. Um, they're not so much get involved in the classes not standing out not raising their hands to answer questions yeah well i think they're kind of like the older kids in the school so they kind of play that role but it's funny because as soon as they get to uh junior high school then they're immediately like the youngest again and they start acting like kids again and stuff, right so. and then they get to the second grade of junior high school which is probably the worst grade to teach notoriously i think every teacher says like it's the worst uh grade yeah to deal the, with. there's the expression uh chuni biol is that what it's called which means second grade sickness oh that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i remember i i asked one of my friends my japanese friends and he he told me this word the chuni biol and he said yeah when he was at junior high second grade that was when all the kids just start playing up because yeah. it's this stage where they're not new anymore so they're not so shy and they're not in the third grade so there's no pressure there's no stress to like go through to high school right the entrance exams right so it's the only year where nothing really matters to them yeah and coincidentally it's also when like hormones start kicking in and they just start going crazy because then a lot of kids that are in that first year of junior high school you can look at them and you can see that they're still kids but uh, in that second year, you can see some like kids that are turning into grown-ups even already. So the school system in Japan is the same as America. Is that true? It was actually built based on the American system after the war, like the Allied ac- occupation kind of uh, in- or introduced or instilled the uh, Western school program. But there are some big differences, like the school year. Is different in Japan, April to March. In the U.S., it's uh, usually August or September until like June. Yeah, in England we have yeah September to June. Well, we don't call it elementary school. Yeah, right. And we don't call it high school. Yeah, what is high school? Primary. Yeah, yeah, primary school. What is that? Primary school is from five years old to eleven. And then you go into to secondary school, which is from 12 to 16. Oh, really? 16? Yeah, yeah, 16. And then from, and then there's two years of what we call college. And then you go to university from 18 to, or usually like three or four years. Wait, so college is not with uh, secondary school? So some secondary schools have, uh, we call it sixth form. Which is sixth form. Yeah. Okay. Which is the okay. same as college. So if a school, if a secondary school has a college, they call it the sixth form. So it's like two more years. So when you hear Americans are like, yeah, I've got an education. I graduated from college uh, in the beginning. You're like, Oh, you graduated from like, uh, when you were 18. Yeah. At, at first I remember <laughs> like hearing that for the first time. I was like, oh, 
everyone goes to college. <laughs> or <laughs> not hard. <laughs> or maybe you were like, when when did you graduate college? You graduated when I was like twenty one or twenty two. You're like, what the heck is wrong with this kid? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, you like for you, college and university is the same. Basically the same. Yeah. For, so, so that's the reason. I actually never knew why. British people always uh, referred to what we call college as university. I thought it was just like a simple terminology difference, but it's actually there's two years period of college of what we call college. Okay. Yeah. So you went to college when you were 16 to 18? 16 to 18 was college. And then from 18 to 22 was university. <laughs> Well, in Japan, I mean, the, the university entrance time is, is crazy here, right? That's, that's what they're, they're working toward most of their lives. Even from what elementary school? Yeah. They're trying to get into this school to get into that school to get into the next school to get into university. And it's pretty crazy. Like the first time I encountered that whole like test season or whatever, but it, uh, for example, for high school, uh, entrance examination season, like basically the school year, what they're learning in school, like stops like halfway through the year because they just want to give the kids time to focus on studying what they're going to need to know for the entrance examination, which is around what January time, isn't it? Yeah. I just remember like in December, January, they're all just focusing on university entrance exams. So they're not really concentrating in class you know that and, was in and, high school you're saying? yeah this is in high yeah. school and they're and they're kind of allowed to skip class to focus on these entrance exams so in japan they have three years of high school i gotta go do this backwards i can't do it for it but three years of high school three years of junior high school and then six years of elementary school yeah let's start from like elementary school yeah is it different from back in america like how they have elementary school here I mean, it's pretty amazing. You can find stuff on the internet about this, but they have these amazing lunches and they have like, uh, different desks or sections of kids are in charge of the lunch every day. And they go down and they bring, they like wheel down these like lunches and the lunches are pretty amazing, like really healthy. I think they said like they have a rule where, uh, kids are supposed to eat like 27 different, uh, ingredients in each meal or something. Uh, so the kids like put on these like, little chef costumes that are like in charge aprons like, yeah yeah and all kids like bring their placemat uh for putting the dishes out and they like all put on like bandanas basically like keep their hair up and stuff and uh so that's one main difference i noticed and it's always kind of fun to experience that and that continues uh through junior high school as well the food thing is interesting like because in like you said in japan they all share the same lunch at the same time. And, uh, yeah, I think the menu is designed by these nutritionists that come in to make sure it's like a balanced diet. But yeah, in England, we don't have that. Like no. everyone has their own lunch. Yeah. And you go and you eat the lunch in a cafeteria. Right. So you choose, US. you choose what you want to eat. But in Japan, they don't get a choice. No, you can like bring in the US, like people, kids bring either like their, uh, lunch box or like a bag lunch from home or you can like buy, uh, school lunch and uh, kind of like pick the things. Which, uh, the which one were you? Mostly bag lunch. My mom used to work hard. I was preparing lunches for us. Good, uh, good lunch. Do you have like Japanese style lunch or would you have like a Western sandwiches kind of lunch? Uh, it was Western style just because mm-hmm. we were in the US. But uh, yeah, that's something else to kind of talk about is like the obento in Japanese. Like these mothers go all out for preparing. Yeah, like, the, the lunch box. It's like almost like a competition of... 
who can have the most attractive looking best lunch or something. Yeah, they'll like they'll make little like characters, cartoon characters' faces out of the food and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, for the school lunches, yeah, so they bring all the food actually to the classroom. And uh, it's really cute, but the kids, like, stand up in front of the classroom and they, like, read off what they're having today and all the kids have to, like, repeat it back and stuff. So, they start learning about this, like, balanced diet, healthy lunches from, like, a very, very early age. Yeah, I mean, that is a great thing about the, the schools here. Like, the food that they make the students eat is, yeah, so healthy. And I think not giving them the choice at a young age is a good thing because that was... A big problem in England because if you give kids choices, they're just going to choose all like the crappy food. Yeah, like French fries. Or yeah, pizza, yeah. There's pizza. always there's a salad section, but no one ever chooses from the salad. I never did. And there's all these videos about how amazing the Japanese school lunches are uh, on YouTube and stuff. But I mean, it really is. And these kids are learning about it. But I remember um, if there was any food left over, I think each kid actually was responsible for their own plate. But there were still like leftovers and they would all like call it out. Who wants this? Who wants this? And like kids would play like rock, paper, scissors or junk. Yeah. Out, yeah. I remember get the food I, I, I used to always get involved in that too. Cause I, I'd have lunch with the kids as well. Yeah. Yeah. The AOT. And I guess like being in elementary school, the portions weren't that big. Yeah. So I was always like really hungry. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll play rock, scissors, paper. I want extra food and stuff. Yeah. And, but they, they were always really nice to me because. I was an adult, so they, they always give me more. Oh, yeah. And then you could usually go up for seconds if there's, there's stuff left. Yeah. Right. And they'd always let me go first ahead yeah. of everyone. Do you, uh, sign autographs and stuff when I you... did when I first started? Yeah. When I, <laughs> when I went to my first school and I just remember when I signed one, it was not a good idea because then there was that all these kids just heard about me signing these. <laughs> papers and and bags and stuff and they started making a huge line outside yeah. the teacher's room and then kids that weren't even teaching they just like you know from the second grade and first grade just heard about it and they just yeah. like come running up and please sign please sign and i think i was signing like autographs for a good kind of 20 minutes until one of the teachers were like right you have to stop doing this now because <laughs> they're just going to keep coming yeah, yeah and then after that i was like i'm only going to do it in class like okay. during class time, not okay. not during break time or lunch time. Well, it feels funny. How did you feel signing autographs? I kind of always felt guilty because I was like, this is so like worthless. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not famous, but I'm going to sign my autograph. They don't even know who I am, you know, yeah. just, just this random English speaker that comes into the school once a month or something. Yeah, but when they, they, they get I'm it. a superstar. Yeah, well, when they get it, man, they treasure it so much. And But I'm like, man, how long are they really going to treasure this? They're probably going to forget about it. Man, because when you sign it, they're like so happy and they're like looking at it, walking yeah, away from it. Yeah, definitely made their day because yeah. they don't, I mean, Japanese people don't sign Right, like, oh, that's like a, we yeah. do in the West. They have a stamp, like a hunkol, it's yeah. called, with their Japanese kanji. Right. And they use that to sign. How about, how long is the school day? And then, like, what do they start to do afterwards and stuff? Well, right? I, I remember, yeah, when I was at secondary school, a class was like an hour and ten minutes long. That's long, man. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, so classes are about, yeah, 50 minutes, um, 10 minutes between classes, and they have seven classes a day, so seven periods a day mm. from starting at 9 o'clock is usually the first class. Uh, Monday through Friday or Saturdays too? or what? Yeah, well, the private schools are Saturday, right. Saturday now as well, but only until 
usually 12 o'clock. So half a day on Saturday. And that's But like a regular class day? Saturday? Three, yeah. Three, the first three periods are regular, regular oh, lessons. Ouch. What do you think of the Japan education uh, system in general? What I think they, they're too busy. They always seem to be doing something like studying or there's, there's a thing in Japan called juku,、yeah. which is cram schools. So almost every student goes to cram school after school to do extra study. This is almost every student, right? It's a high percentage and they pay extra money to go to these cram schools and It helps them for especially university entrance exams. But then they got clubs as well, like club activities. So if they're a member of, say, the baseball team or the football team. And if you remember one of those teams, they're training like every day in the morning and sometimes after school or after school. And they, they take those things very seriously. And it doesn't seem like it's that much fun. Yeah, it's like,、uh, a little bit of a militaristic attitude or something. Yeah, like they train really hard. Um, they have games all the time, tournaments. And a lot of those kids that are involved in those clubs, they tend to focus more on those clubs than actually their education. In Japan, it's like they, if they're playing like badminton or tennis or soccer, baseball, they do that like year round. And they started at a young age and they usually stick with it until they finish.、Uh, yeah. High even,、school. even when the season is not on, they're training. Yeah. Right. So like if it's, if like the football season is not all year, but when the season is not going on, they're not playing games. They're, they're still training like every day. Yeah. Or even during like the summer break or the winter break, they still come in. Yeah. And they still practice. And then like, yeah, something like soccer or football. In the middle of winter in the US, be like, why are we having soccer practice? Unless you're practicing indoors or something. But in Japan, like, yeah, they'll still do some kind of practice geared towards that sport, even if it's not appropriate for the season. Like baseball or yaku, like they have the big, like, game at a certain time during the year, like the one that happens during the summer, the koshiyan. Oh, yeah, the all. Japan high school tournament. Yeah. And、so、that's the big things, one. Yeah. Those things get like national attention from everyone from like recruiters for like professional teams all the way down to like housewives and right. Cause a lot of those, a lot of those players become pros right, yeah. from that, from that tournament. But anyways, so I guess, yeah, the after school program is kind of similar between the US and Japan, but this whole Juku thing, I think you know more about it than I do. Like, how is it? Do you know a lot of kids or how they do this whole Juku thing or how it works? <laughs> Yeah, so usually starting from probably around junior high school, they start going to cram school after school. And yeah, usually, Juku cram yeah, school. called Juku. Juku. I mean, you, you, we don't have cram school in England. So it's a completely new concept to me. They get the extra, extra study from these cram schools, but everyone seems to go because they want to have that extra edge. To get into university, but it doesn't seem like it's not really giving them an extra edge. It's just giving them the study that they actually need to get into university. I mean, it's just more time to study. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. And they're paying extra money for this. It's not a lot of money, but they're still, they're doing like two hours, two hours or three hours a day of cram school after school. And then they go home and do homework. And if they got clubs as well, 
they're not getting home to like nine, ten o'clock at night, and they're doing that five nights a week, which is like a working person. Yeah, well, I think sometimes like uh, parents uh, want their kids to do this because like they're working as well, like long hours, so they can't have their kids like coming home and just sitting home doing nothing. So, and and the thing about Juku cram scores is is a huge business as well in Japan. Oh yeah, and. A lot of those jukus are run by uh, people who are on the board of education. Oh, really? So, like the CEOs and the board members, they're in the education system. So, they want those students to go to jukus, which kind of says something about the education in high schools in Japan that it's not up to standards. Okay. Because they don't want to. They don't want to bring up the standards, otherwise the students won't go to cram schools. But they want them to go to cram schools because they can make more money. Would you have been able to go to cram school if you were that age? I mean, I can't even imagine. Man, when I was that age, I would finish school, yeah, 3.30. I'd go home and then just play with my friends, go to the park, play tennis, play football. But in Japan, they're they're doing homework all the time. This whole thing that starts from like... Even elementary school in some cases, or junior high school, like, psh. I taught at a, a cram school. What are you teaching elementary school kids at cram school? From, I guess, from fourth grade, I was teaching them basic writing and reading. Um, so they get, like, a textbook, and, and they're just, like, tracing the lines of the, the letters of the alphabet. Um, and that was it, because the English education yeah, kind of starts from fourth grade elementary school now. Yeah, well, was it kind of like a fun learning atmosphere, like a English conversation? No, school not or? at all. Not yeah, at all. They're on they're on desks. You know that they're it's quite rigid. There's like a, a system. You got to do this, do this, do this. That's just got to destroy kids' personality, man. Like it's got to make them less kids and more just robots. Or yeah, something. yeah. I mean, that's that's what seems like education is here. It's just it doesn't seem fun. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, but like the clubs is probably their outlet. I guess so, but even those sometimes can again be very yeah, rigid structure and everything. Yeah, but, like uh, I, I joined um, a football practice for one of the schools I was at, and they're spending like the first hour just doing drills, you know, like passing and trapping, crossing. All schools in Japan, you can usually like as soon as you see a building, you know, oh, that's a school because they kind of all look the same. You know, they're all pretty standardized. Uh, you know, J- Japanese custom. They have their like indoor shoes that they change into immediately. They have like a little shoe locker and stuff. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that a bit more. The, the shoe custom. I mean, just in homes in general, people know when you come to a Japanese home, there's kind of like the genkan area, like front door area. And you obviously don't wear shoes and stuff in the home. And that carries over into the schools. And even in companies too, it's sometimes like that. People change their shoes when they get to school. You have your indoor shoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like some people wear like, uh, or teachers and, uh, workers and companies will wear like, um, Crocs, those like sandals and stuff, or they'll wear comfortable shoes for being indoors. But yeah, like all the students from that young age, they have to bring their like indoor shoes that they change in, into. So they don't have like lockers for their books and everything in their coat. Uh, that's all in the classroom. 
but they do change into their uh, indoor shoes and put their like outdoor shoes in a shoe locker. But what's interesting is everyone has the same pair of indoor shoes. Yeah, well, some companies producing those things making money. Just yeah, like so like uh, like a big a big one uh, from one of the schools I worked at was the brand uh, Asics. Oh right. So Asics provided all of the indoor shoes for the whole school. Yeah, and they have to obviously they're growing. So every year they have to buy a new pair. So the the first grade of say junior high, they would have white Asics with a blue logo or something. Then the second grade would have the white Asics with the red logo. Next one, different color logo. So every year, Asics company, they're just making a killing out of these indoor shoes. You can't wear you can't wear your own indoor shoes. It's it's, it's like a rule. You yeah. have to buy these branded shoes from i guess they buy them from the school and the school buys them from the from the company right and all the shoes have like a destroyed heel because nobody actually puts their shoes on usually they just kind of like step on the back so i can like kind of like slipper style like just up their foot in and that's funny like in my company people have like indoor business shoes and they just like cut the heel out so I can like basically slip in and I look at it and some people do it like really cleanly and some people it's just like really ragged and I'm like, what the heck is up your shoe, So, so do you have indoor shoes at work? I do during the winter. I just started actually from this year because uh, like if you wear like your outdoor shoes in winter and you wear them indoors and you can't get all the snow off, it just like gets everything dirty and stuff. So uh, I've started using indoor shoes, but most people in my company, yeah, they have like indoor shoes and outdoor shoes. See, that, that's another thing I noticed at school is like some teachers wear suits to work, but then their indoor shoes are usually trainers. Right, right. Yeah. And it doesn't look, <laughs> no. it doesn't suit what they're wearing. No. So that's one thing I, I remember because most, most time indoor shoes are trainers, right? Or sports shoes. Yeah. But only some people wear proper shoes, indoor shoes as well, like the principal or the vice principal will usually be wearing smart business shoes. Yeah. I wear business shoes inside as well, oh, do you? as well as outside. Yeah. Even when you were like teaching in like elementary schools and stuff? It depends what I was wearing. If I was wearing like smart, like a shirt and trousers, I'd make sure I'd be wearing like business shoes to go with that. But if I was wearing, yeah, obviously like tracksuit bombs, then I'd wear like trainers. I used to just always wear like uh, sneakers or sports shoes going because it felt like I had to keep up with those kids no matter what the situation was because at lunchtime they want you to play like uh, basketball with them or something. You got to wear that stuff. Yeah, some other strange things I remember from teaching in schools like uh, for assemblies. We have like assemblies. I just remember this like hit me like this is Japan because when like the principal or whoever is giving like a speech in front of all the students in the gymnasium uh, for like an assembly, again, at the very beginning, they do like an isatsu where they step up to the mic and they bow and like all the kids in the room like bow at once. So it's like this whole gymnasium of people like bowing. All yeah. The, the good morning, right? When they will say good morning yeah, and they yeah. all bow back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another, another big thing, probably one of the biggest events of the year is the school festival. So the school festival, usually in the summertime, and it's just this big event where the students, they prepare everything. And there's uh, food stalls, there's sometimes live music, performances, and the students organize everything. And then people from outside of the school come in, 
and it's kind of like uh like a promotion for the school in a way but it's also fun for the students like they really look forward to it they make like their own school t-shirts and they design like fans and flyers to give out it's a lot of uh preparation that goes into it because they decorate the school for as well depending on the theme that they want yeah it's a huge uh, event that they have like during the summertime and at the high school i was at like all the teachers would do like a musical performance like a good one and uh we participated in that as like foreign teachers we did a rap song maybe i'll put that up on one of our uh you may have seen that <laughs> Did you want to do some of the Q&A? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do a Q&A. So we got some uh, some questions. So I got one. This is uh, from Tim from Swindon in England. And his question is, is Japanese easy to learn? We're probably going to do an episode on this at some point because this is quite a common question. Yeah. But uh, what, what do you think, back? I would say no. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. It's hard to learn. I think it's easier to speak Japanese, but to to learn everything else, like the reading and the writing, that is not easy. And what would you say is like the most important thing somebody should do if they wanted to study Japanese or learn Japanese? The most important thing if they went to study it, start studying kanji as soon as you can i think the the reading the the japanese kanji is probably the hardest part so i think getting onto that as early as possible especially if you want to come and live in japan you're going to need to be able to to read but if you're visiting yeah you don't have to worry about learning how to read well i don't know probably help uh can i do one yeah 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 Yeah. all right so this is uh this is coming from tracy from colorado in the u.s actually and uh she is saying uh what was the most difficult thing you encountered when you first came to japan uh when you came yeah that's a tough question you got to think back to like that first week you were here yeah i guess the hardest thing was uh for me yeah the language is definitely the hardest thing so i didn't know any japanese when i first came here so just doing regular things like just going to the shop to buy stuff because most people in sapporo especially the regular a regular person would not be able to speak much english if any that was tough trying to get my point or meaning across to people even like convenience stores i remember going to convenience stores and and they just at the end of like the transaction they were i think they were just saying this is your change and i didn't know if they were asking me a question or something and eventually like a lot of foreigners just get into this thing where they just say yes yes to like whatever they're being asked because they just can't be bothered to try to figure out yeah because a lot of the time as well like the staff they just send a lot of formal things like yeah. thanks for coming and <laughs> yeah. you know uh, please come again like stuff like that and then yeah, yeah i was the same at first i was just like what What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. You're walking out and they say, like, please come again. And you like stop and you turn around and you try to ask them, like, what, what, what? And, they, and then that just confuses them too. Yeah. And then they panic and, you know, then they start trying to speak English, but they can't. And, yeah. I remember, yeah. like, I used to go and just use, like, a bathroom at a convenience store or something, restroom. And, like, when I was leaving, like, they would still say, like, oh, please come again. I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> well, what do they say? <laughs> like, why are they talking? Was it okay? But I think for me, I mean, everything was difficult. If you come in over here as a teacher, you have somebody who kind of takes you through all these things like opening a bank account, uh, going get registered at like the city office. But I just remember there was like so much paperwork and all this stuff. Unfortunately, 
if uh, you come over here like teaching in an English school, uh, like there's somebody at the school that's just helping you out with all these like formalities and paperwork at the ward office and everything. And it was just like anytime you had to go deal with anything, like something come in the mail, you always have to ask somebody like, what is this about and everything. I think that happens probably in any culture you go to. Uh, or new country you go to, you just gotta like do a lot of that, of those things. But in Japan, especially, it seemed like there's so many of those. And, uh, fortunately, somebody was there to walk me through it all the time. But yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, thanks for the questions. So that's thanks to Tim and who's it? Tracy. Tracy, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so if any of you listeners want us to answer any of your questions, email us at, uh, voicesinjapan at gmail.com and we'll, uh, we'll be able to answer those. Please feel free, members, to write your name and where you're from. All right. Uh, I think that's it for today. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. And don't forget to share with your friends and family. If you have any questions or comments, email us at voicesinjapan at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Catch you next time.